Welcome to our community, friends. I am thrilled that you have found your way here. If you're feeling frustrated, unfulfilled, as if you're just going through the motions of life, you have made your way to the right place. My name is Megan Miller, cultural warrior who is intrinsically curious with a passion for purposeful community and someone who at one point was sleepwalking my way through life. Together, we will share small, practical steps that'll help you maximize how you show up in the world to create a life that you're passionate about. Welcome to putting attention to intention. My friends, we are going to take a trip either back in time or forward. Isn't that what the DeLorean was in um, Back to the Future? We're going to hop into the time machine and we're going to go to that time of year between Christmas and New Year's. The time of year where you start thinking to yourself, what's going to be my thing in the year ahead? Am I going to get in shape? Maybe run my first race. Is this going to be the year that maybe I make X amount of money? Or maybe this is the year I find love. And then New Year's Day comes around and you think, there's always tomorrow. I'll start tomorrow. And then the next day comes around and you think, yeah, I'll start tomorrow. And then so forth and so forth. And then you're like six months into the year and you think, shit, I haven't done anything that I said I was going to do. Well, why start now? I'll just wait. And you ever wonder why the average person needs to make that same resolution to themselves 10 times before they take action? And that, my friends, is because we start in such broad stroke statements that we don't even know, we really don't even know where to start. And that puts us into overwhelm or we set ourselves up for failure from the very beginning. So the person that says, I'm going to do 100 push-ups every day when they haven't worked out in 10 years, or the person that says, I'm going to make X amount of money, which is 10 times more than they're making now. They have no real executable plan on how they're going to start to get there. And they kind of just pulled the number out of the sky. Or this one, setting yourself up for failure. This was my go-to, my MO. I remember at one point in my, <laughs> in my life, and I can't believe I even did this. Like you do some stuff and then you think back to it and you're like, God, why did I ever think that that was a smart decision? I had wanted to lose weight and I thought after 30 Google searches, because Google's God, that the best way for me to do this was to go on this fasting diet, which basically meant I drank my food for seven days. That's right. I drank my food. And you can see the writing on the walls here, right? You know, listen, Meg, you're drinking food for seven days. How sustainable was that? So basically, I cried. All I thought about was food. And then on the seventh day when it was over, I was like a cookie monster or tornado going through the kitchen. Anything I could get my paws on, I would shove down my throat. And and the scarier part was I did that to myself more than once. 
And I don't need to share with you the outcome, which was that I never lost any weight and I always felt defeated and deflated. The power of starting small as human beings were wired to take the path of least resistance and can go into overwhelm mode so quickly that we never put one foot in front of the other and even begin. I've started reading The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, and I love the book. It's an easy read, and the foundation is so relevant to what we're talking about today. It's all about how we, as humans, have these barriers of resistance that show up in our lives and how we think and rationalize that that's just life. Well, no, it's not. That's resistance showing up in our life. And at one point in the book, he talks about resistance and unhappiness. And this one really hit home for me. He says, there's a low, gentle misery to all we do, a pang of restlessness, boredom. There's guilt, but you can't put your finger on it. We want to go back to bed. We want to get up and party. We feel unloved and unlovable. We're disgusted. We hate our lives. We hate ourselves. And then without action, this pitch begins to mount and we move into distraction. That looks like social media, web browsing, booze, drugs, you name it, anything to distract ourselves from our lives. And as I read those words, it it hit home to me in so many ways. And I had saw so much of myself in that statement. There was a time in my life that anytime I felt this just overwhelming amount of sadness, and and I really couldn't put my finger on it. I I don't think I was self-aware enough to really know the words or allow myself to go there to formulate the words that all I wanted to do was sleep. Sleep, 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 sleep. And then I would booze. And then I would sleep more because I was hungover. And that was the cycle. And now I can look back and see exactly what it was. This unhappiness and resistance ringing true in my body was my body telling me that I wasn't in line with my passion. And if any of that resonates with you, allow it to be a sign to be quiet and get curious on what you're looking for and you're not getting. This idea of resistance and the barriers that we barricade ourselves in is so relevant to what I want to talk to you about today. And that is this idea of where do I even begin? You know, I've had several conversations this week with some dear friends and the foundation of those conversations was around the concept of, listen, I don't even know where to start. You just know that you want something better for your life, but where do you even begin? And within those conversations with my dear friends, you know, there was a moment of laughter when we talked about the tsunami of personal development that exists online and how you can quickly go into overwhelm mode or break out your wallet and think that buying X, Y, and Z is going to get you that satisfaction you're looking for. And, and here's the thing, and this sounds so simple, so very valid. 
there's power in starting small. We always think it's the big things. It's the little things you do every day that will build up and create your future self. You listen to any athlete, any high performer, and they say to you the same thing. It's mastering the basics. It's the process of starting that matters. Like, think of your house. Creating the foundation of it is so very crucial, but it's done brick by brick. When, if you're building a house and you see the foundation, you don't really know what it's going to look like. But it's important to begin with the foundation. So I am going to chunk it down to three main areas of how you can start showing up for yourself and setting intention in your life. If you're somewhere where you can grab a piece of paper and jot these three main areas down, awesome. If not, here's the great thing about podcasts. If you're like me, I love to listen to it when I'm driving. So come back when you're stationary, sit back down, listen to this part, and write it down. Just write it down on a piece of paper. So the three main areas of how you can start showing up for yourself and setting intention in your life. Number one, how are you waking up in the morning? Get that damn phone away from the bed. The process starts the night before. You know, Michael had bought me a little phone bed and I charge my phone in the bathroom and it's been a game changer. Not only do I sleep better because I don't have that phone by my head at the nightstand, I also am forced to get up and go into the bathroom when the phone rings. So that's the second piece here. Get your phone away from the bed the night before, and when the alarm rings in the morning, get up. Do not hit the snooze 15 times. You don't need to get up at 5 a.m., but what you do need to do is get up when that alarm goes off. That is the first step in showing up for you. Number two, putting pen to paper. So after you get up, when the alarm rings, no snooze, before you start scrolling Instagram, before you start reading emails that might have came in overnight, before you take, check your text messages, put pen to paper. I'm partial to the Mel Robbins journal, How to Have the Best Day Ever. You can Google it. You can print it print it out and use that as a guide. Um, I just had a girlfriend buy it and her feedback to me was, I know this isn't five minutes, Meg. To which I said, just like anything else, you get better at it over time. Listen, you know, think about driving at 16 years old. Did you know how to operate a motor vehicle? I think not. You got better with it over time. And the same goes for this process. So as we're putting pen to paper in the journaling process, there's four main areas we're going to focus on. One, writing down how are you feeling today and why. I will tell you, it is so freeing. It sounds simple and it sounds stupid as shit, but it's true. There's something freeing about taking what you're feeling in your mind and putting it on paper. It's kind of like a release. 
this the number two what's an area of service what can you do for someone else today and listen guys we don't have to complicate this it can be as simple as saying to yourself okay you know what today after I drop the kids off at camp, I am going to, when I swing by the Dunkin' Donuts, I am going to smile at the cashier at Dunkin' Donuts and, and ask her how her day was. And if I don't know her name, ask her her name. Or maybe it's something as simple as, you know what, when I talk to the, uh, when I go into the office today, right? When I go into the office today and I see the security guard, I'm going to smile at him. And if I don't know his name, I'm going to ask him his name and I'm going to introduce myself. It sounds simple, but when you start your day in service of someone else, it's amazing what it does for your mood. Try it and let me know. The third area of journaling. So we're writing out how we're feeling and why we are um, dedicating an area of service. And then the third is a small task towards a dream of yours. And if you think to yourself, Meg, I don't even know, I don't even know what my dreams are, then boom, your small task will be setting aside 15 minutes of no distractions, no phone, in a room alone with pen to paper and let your dreams come out. And then finally, what's one thing you're grateful for? So the four areas in the journaling process, how you feeling today and why, what's an area of service, something you can do for someone else, what's a small task towards a dream of yours, and what's one thing you're grateful for? So our morning process, we are waking up when the alarm goes off, we are not hitting snooze, we're journaling, and then the third piece is Move your body for 20 minutes. And listen, make this work for you. If you haven't worked out in a while, put your sneakers on and go for a walk in the neighborhood down to the end of the lane and back. It can be as something as simple as that. I know for myself when I don't work out in the morning, my entire day is off course. I feel lethargic, not as engaging, and, and really not showing up in my life as best as I could. And that's because there's science to the chemicals that are released in your body as you begin to sweat. And there's no better time to do that than in the morning. So listen, I, I know what you're thinking because, hey, guess what? I thought it too. Meg, this sounds like a lot. And as my friend Mel Robbins likes to say, Build it brick by brick. And aren't you worth it? Start small. Don't set the expectation that you're going to get up an hour early every day and that you're starting this tomorrow all in. That's how we fail. Begin with baby steps. So it might look like this. You know what? Tomorrow I'm moving the phone away from the bedside. And I'm getting up 15 minutes earlier and I'm going to write down one thing I'm grateful for. And then maybe you do a week of that and you think to yourself, God, yeah, I feel pretty good. Next week, I'll wake up 20 minutes earlier. I'm going to wake up when the alarm goes off. I'm going to put my pen to my paper and I'm going to spend 20 minutes journaling. And then, and then you do that for a week. Maybe the third or fourth week that you think to yourself, God, I'm feeling really good. I'm going to wake up 30 minutes earlier. So you wake up when the alarm goes off, 
you journal for 20 minutes and then you have 10 minutes and you think, God, I'm going to, I'm going to put my sneakers on. I'm going to walk for 10 minutes and so forth and so forth. Shit doesn't need to be complicated to be effective. And so often we make it that way. I want to leave you all with this. Our passions change over time. We change over time. It's the seasons of our life. We get stuck because we think we love something just because we used to, but it no longer serves us or is a true passion. This is the root of feeling stuck and not moving forward. You think you are doing something you love and you've lost that feeling and you keep doing it because you think you should. It's okay to chart a different course for yourself. And that course will become clearer the more you start to show up for yourself. And that begins with the three-step process above. This, my friends, is how you slowly but surely set intention to your life. You begin to show up in your life. You feel happier. You feel more fulfilled. And that, my friends, is the foundation of building out the life of your dreams. Thank you for taking the time to be here and most importantly for taking the first step in investing in yourself. If you liked what you heard, please do share with your tribe. I'm a huge believer in the power of sharing content, especially when that message is around putting power back into your own life. I would love to hear from you all. If this episode meant something to you or you'd like to share this within your community, please reach out to me on Instagram, megan.b.miller. Also, if you feel inclined, please comment and rate the podcast. It does make a difference in sharing our community. Till next time, carry on with intention.